Welcome back to an all new installment of the Super Metal Brothers podcast where it's always a time, it's always a day for Super Metal Brother Matt and Super Metal Brother Dan. That's right, that was Samael with the number one album of last year, chucking in the old good old podcast, his favourite podcast being the Super Metal Brothers. Never asked him actually, but then again, we can just safely assume that that's probably true, Danny. Yeah, it's kind of like a curve with us like bald-headed dudes. We just like automatically band together and we automatically love each other. Speaking about loving things, Danny, uh, we had to get that taste out of my mouth from that was awful dinner that was the last Machine Head album. I mean, it's pretty much been pans uh, critically, but... Yeah, there were some obviously diehard fans. So we decided let's uh, find an album which everyone's loving and check that out. Well, we don't know if everybody loves this album, but we were really struggling this time of the year. Nothing's really coming out this time yeah. of the year. Um, we didn't want to do another retro review because we just did that two weeks ago. It looks a bit dark ballsy. Yeah. So we threw our arm. I mean, we, we don't want to come across being that lazy. You know, yeah. We're not that Super Mario Brothers, are we? Or possibly we are. I've known you for all, all of your life. And yes. you've known me two years less than that, so I'd like to say that I am the more educated out of this. So, I know you, but you don't know me. What? Harm's Way <laughs> is the band latest album post-human. Is it good? We'll talk about it later. We also want to talk about uh, metal musicians that deserve a public holiday, Danny. Yeah, this is great. Hopefully, it goes into podcast people as well, so we can have our day. Um, yeah, it's great. Coming off Cliff Burden Day, we'll talk about it a bit later, but mm. it's... Um, Exciting times for those metal guys. So let's talk about the news. Straight off the bat, we're talking Sebastian Bach. Now, the guy can sing, can he not, Danny? Yeah, he's very high. Very yeah, high. Very high. Very high. His, his thoughts on uh, the internet, though, are, I think, a little different from his singing ability. Uh, Donald Trump and Axl Rose have shown the world that the internet just isn't that much fun anymore. Assuming that's all you do is click on Fox News and uh, really bad uh, rock websites, I guess he's true. But does he know about this thing called Pornhub? I mean, <laughs> it's a documentary. It shows uh, you yeah. how you and seven cheerleaders can have an awesome day off with and without clothes. I'm just saying that there are other things as well, as well as YouTube and maybe, you know, some useful stuff like building a bomb or something um, to get rid of Les Axel Rose and Donald Trump <laughs> and Sebastian Buck. Yeah. Does he have a point here, Danny? Is the internet turning into a hellhole? Well, it's, ah, look, it was always a hellhole. You just now more attention is being put on certain people. Because if you, if you look into like, the dark web, there's like, a lot of really bad shit happening, like pedophiles and stuff. So for him to come all of a sudden now because he doesn't like Trump, that's fair enough, whatever. Yeah. You don't, but just don't listen to him. You don't have to. You're an adult. Yeah. Don't go to those Twitter pages and don't go to those news sites. There's plenty of other like, porn websites I, to watch. I think it's, it's safe to say that a lot of people who have a lot more free time and have a lot of thoughts about the metal culture and that, can uh, put their feelings on the internet as well. So maybe, in fact, his bigger problems was with two other people. Who knows, Danny? Well, the whole thing about Axel Rose, he literally admits that Axel Rose doesn't even go on like social media at all. Yeah. So why would you even mention him in the in the talk? It's like, are you saying it's bad because he doesn't spread his opinion apart because he's a big rock star and he should? Or are you saying he's leading by example and keeping his opinion out of it? He didn't really kind of like... I think, I yeah. think he entered in one of those classic... Um, you know those swimwear model things, the search to be the next uh, world, you know, thing? Swimsuit model. Yeah, swimsuit yeah. model thing. Yeah. And he got on that show by accident. They asked him, you know, yeah. what bothers you the most? And he must have come off of his latest spill on the Fox News. And uh, that's what his answer was. And they quoted him because 
it's a slow news day every day on metal injection. Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe he wants to do like a duo with Axel Rose. I thought if I just name drop you, I'll get part of your like. Oh, tour. let's start with some more bad news there. With Once Human, the tour is cancelled. We're expecting the female-fronted metal band to come to the likes of Australia, as many people have ignored previously in the past. But again, the curse of the... Um, now, uh, we've found a name for our pain, and it is the guy in Sydney, Danny. The guy in Sydney, that's his name, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's yeah, Scott, know, yeah. Scott McKenzie. He was not able Could to be. fulfill the contractual obligation yeah. after recent allegations service regarding his fraudulent activity. This is the band coming out. Now, the problem with this is the band Pain mm. is also in problems as well. And hilariously enough, Peter Tagrin, who was actually rumored to come here with hypocrisy, who had his table cancelled. Is this guy destined never to come to Australia, Danny? Yeah, I think so. He might be like one of those, like, was it Johnny Depp's dogs, where he's like, hasn't got the proper visas, yeah. he's not allowed into the country. So you're saying we have to neuter Swedish men yeah. before they come into our country? Yeah, that's right. They take all our women away and put like more IKEA stores everywhere. And yeah, like, I but they're not even letting women in the country. Once humans are cheek. Well, actually, no, that was on their own volition. It was just really bad thing. And that's the problem is that no one's coming to Adelaide now because no one buys tickets. And now no one's going to go to Sydney because they steal tickets. Well, that one, Tim, they were actually going to come to Adelaide. So we finally had a band oh. who was coming to Adelaide from overseas and they can't come because dodgy promoters are screwing people over. Do you reckon that they committed to coming to Adelaide and they realized they're coming to Adelaide so they had to make some shit up? Yeah, maybe like ticket sales are that bad. So we don't really want to fly all the way to like Australia for like no ticket sales. So yeah, no, we don't trust this guy. All right. What about Phil Anselmo? Do you trust Phil Anselmo, Danny? I trust him to like... Be a relaxed not, dude. Not yeah. ma- well, definitely. But do you trust him to make Pantera? Well, he, he's done it, apparently. He's covered it so well. Pantera did five full records for that style that he was doing. It was well documented. But now, um, you know, he's kind of moved on from that to now. Although, you know, we talked. I think we talked about it before, about the, um, the hologram. Particularly if Pantera could come back, it might come back through that as a reunion. Definitely not. Um, are you happy for that? Have you checked out latest Pantera stuff? Ladies Pantera stuff. Oh, well, the <laughs> Phil Anselmo stuff. It's a bit harder to get to Pantera stuff. But yeah. what, about the, what about the Phil Anselmo stuff? Have you heard what he's been doing lately? No, not really. No. Yeah, we heard Down when they came, when they opened for um, like Heaven and Hell back then. But get, of course, that's not really. It's more like Stone or Rock or whatever. I've never seen so many drunk people uh, oh, on man. stage before in my life. It was literally like... Drunk and high. And high, yeah, he exactly. It. He goes, oh, man, you guys got great weed here. Yeah. yeah. It's either they be on stage or in a hospital. I couldn't figure out which one they deserved. And after the performance, definitely the hospital, I think. Yeah, but the reason why he doesn't want to do any more Pantera stuff, because he didn't write it. Like, yeah. Dimebag wrote it. So, you're asking a guy who's like, repaint the Mona Lisa. He goes, yeah, I didn't actually paint that. The guy down the street did, so I, I really can't repaint it. That's a good point, Danny. What about Thanks. the Frank Zappa hologram tour? Now, we talked about holograms a lot on here. I don't like him. Daniel's slowly not liking him. Yeah. Um, now, Frank Zappa, zombie, has announced <laughs> that he's got a hologram tour lined up. And funny enough, Danny, you got something to say about this uh, hologram tour. Two things I have to say. Number one is if you read the article, apparently back in 1990 when he did his some sort of memoirs or book, I think one of his family members who are now part of the Frank Zappa Trust Admitted that, oh yeah, if you read um, Dad's chapter, blah, blah, he actually talks exclusively about doing a 3D tour. What a coincidence. And that how uh, he's all for it. And huh? I bet he wrote That's... in there how he wanted his kids to make sure they got a 90% cut of all profits as well yeah. and to go towards a healthier lifestyle for their addictions. You know, I reckon it happened. He probably talked about he'd like to see technology um, like go beyond and help musicians and bring musicians to more people. He probably mentioned something like very like, 
loose and blase like and that and they've made it to mean yeah no, he wants a 3d tour that's that's what it means that's yeah. what people do that they, they 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 do a great tour then they die and then they go on tour again you know in all their 3d glory it's like it's like when you use like dead musicians to like push products it's like yeah no they want to do that they, do you want like oh tupac still isn't he still releasing singles yeah. um, you know 20 years on from the grave now tupac toilet paper tupac toilet paper <laughs> actually another thing about this whole frank sapic stuff is remember last year when his son he actually like has put time and effort to learn to play his dad's and create his own music. Mm. He wanted to be known as like um, blah, what's his name? John whatever. John Zapper presents Frank Zapper. Yeah. And then that Zapper trusted. No, you can't use the Zapper name at all. And then he came and said like, "Oh, go f yourself, you Zapper trust." Like that. That was the name of his tour. Yeah. And they weren't allowing him to play any of the Zapper songs. Like, oh, that's probably why in the end because they didn't want to take. They didn't want the son to take money away from their bloody trust. Yeah. So that's all just bullshit. Yeah. Well. You know, you might be able to see your dead celebrities or dead musicians live, but you know what? You probably won't be able to buy their CDs anymore from shops. Best Buy stopped selling CDs in July. Target also considering pulling the format. Now, on average, I think it's $40 million a year in CD sales generally in Best Buy, I think in the USA anyway. Um, but it's down 18.5% last year in the US. Vinyl, still going a little bit stronger. So funny enough, vinyl came, CDs came, vinyl died. Then vinyl came back, and our CDs are gone. Yeah, but vinyl, it's just a fad. Yeah. I mean, because people are like, oh, this is cool because it's retro, but it's not retro because you're buying a digital recording on a vinyl. Yeah. So instead of buying a CD, which is the same digital recording and smaller, quality. Oh, you're buying a vinyl, which is like four times bigger just because yeah. oh, I got a vinyl. They, they got to they have that pretentious feel where they can yeah. hear those clicks and those cracks coming through their speakers and pretend that it's actually the whole digital thing. But like you said, it's the same format. It's it not, wasn't recorded onto vinyl, yeah. it's which just, is where the magic happened, a.k.a listen to rainbow records like back in the day yeah you're just crackling because you got like a dusty needle probably or something yeah. it's just oh so dusty pretentious. soul <laughs> dusty soul yeah they don't know shot but anyway it's a good point cds they, they're slowly gonna be with it out even like like local guys when they release cds they really don't they might no. make 50 just to give to friends and well i'm a relic because yeah. i've got as you can see danny if you look to the left of you no unfortunately our fans can't but if they were to look in this room look to the left they would see a healthy collection of cds um, it is a collection of mine, like when people collect stamps or something healthier, like yeah. probably weed or something. Um, they can put it to better use, but my CDs, I do like them. I like looking at them. I think when you get a CD, you actually start listening to the album. And that might sound really weird because it pretty much is. Mm. But you get um, a feel of it. You see the artwork and you know the artist has used the music as influence for his thing. No, nothing like where it's like they need to generate like a pop record where that needs to come out. So put the musician half naked on the album, whether it be guy, girl, or other. Uh, metal albums have that thing where you look at it and it's like, okay, this is like giving me the information I need to take it in and go into the album, Danny. It's true. True? Yeah, because when you get like Metallica's Black album, you realize it's just like empty and soulless. So that's a fair reflection of the band here. <laughs> no, because what happened was they knew when their bass player died, they lost their songwriter and they were out of ideas. So black means that they got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they're foreshadowing the next five years of just like their albums coming out. Well, Come on, a whole double CD of covers. Like, really? Yeah. But in the end, the black album still sells 5,000 copies worldwide a week. Figure that out, kids. Uh, it, it hurts the soul to think about. Maybe Best Buy can just stock black albums. Then. Yeah, that's enough. They'll keep them going. Yeah. What about Cliff Burton, Metalhead of the Year, Danny? His hometown will finally recognize him. We're going to talk about that later on, though, because I don't want to talk about it right now, because we, we can't. We'll find something yeah, later on. Nah, so we'll, talk about, we'll talk about Dory. All Metalheads, men and women, must fight for our music. Not very progressive, Danny, from the Lady of the Night we are talking about from Team Rock website. 
What are they fighting for in the music, Danny? What do you think metalheads are fighting for right now in heavy metal? Whether it be men, women, or, you know... I really don't know. I mean, like like Hoagie said stuff, there's so many like different sub-genres and genres out there that everybody seems to be more divided in metal culture rather than being united. So I think we need to like probably do that. It's like stop with these silly sub-genres and just get back to like maybe four genres and that's it. And maybe people can be like, not use that as a way to like separate themselves. Uh, I just think that like the irony of this all is when you have someone like Team Rock or Metal Injection that they come across as like trying to be like the not sexist person, right? And so the first thing they ask, obviously, is like, what's it like to be a woman in the thing? It's like, well, I've only been a woman, right? So <laughs> how do I know what it's like to have a penis and have to like stand up taking a piss? By the way, it's awesome. Like you ladies have that wrong end of the stick. I know they gave them like that whole thing where you can like pee out standing up, but that's just weird. Oh, that that chick from was it Epica or something? Yeah. Like, Aaron Marthy, she wanted that. Um, yeah, stand up like peanut cup yeah, thing. Peanut yeah, thing. Like, yeah, just be jelly that you can't pee standing up. But talking about, um, yeah, the whole thing, they ask you like, oh, it would to be a woman. I'm like, why don't you just stop asking those questions and then stop dividing people about their sex? Why don't you just be like, so a woman walks into the room or a guy walks into the room and you talk about the music and you talk about what influenced them to write a song about why their first boyfriend was the worst thing that ever happened to him or maybe something about like uh, the drug addiction they can't afford. There's so many things that they could ask him and I think that'd be yeah. another way to stop the division. Yeah, go down the drug addiction path because people buy that stuff. Like the sex and puppet, don't buy it. Do you think that we are part of the subdivision? I mean, we've reviewed some albums that we really didn't like and we took aim at. Do you think that maybe me, Super Mario Brother Dan, and Matt uh, are the people that Dora is talking about? Maybe we are. Maybe one of us should be Super Mario Brother uh, Matilda or (laughs) Daniela. Maybe everything's awesome, right? Yeah. Anything we listen to is album of the year. Yeah. No one gets offended. Everything's (laughs) great. They tried their best with what they had. That's a great album. I think we should do it like every album's the worst album of the year. At least that way it'd be funnier. (laughs) We had to axe the ground every week about every album we reviewed, but then the irony is that we must fight together again. Last year was that so i mean last week it was machine head was probably worst album of the year so far yeah. what about dave mustang revealing that the next big four will not have metallica and slayer well i mean yeah slayer's retiring so no shit <laughs> it's gonna be a bit hard <laughs> to kick him out and kicking and screaming but we just said we finished yeah exactly right you know yeah. um metallica not saying yes to it doesn't surprise anyone they're gonna do things on their own terms they made the money out of that, that they cared uh, for um, but then two people they did announce, Danny. Were you excited by the names? Well, Exodus is pretty much Metallica because didn't Metallica just rip off all of Exodus stuff back in the eighties? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's the same band. And, and Diamond Head, I think as well. Oh, cool! Why not? Yeah. yeah. And then you got Testament, which are great. Yeah. And yeah, album, album, pretty much one of the albums of two thousand and sixteen was it, Danny? Yeah, for us it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it deserved to be on everyone's hit list. It was an amazing oh, record. It was our second one because we're king. Yeah, that was, was unfortunate the best, for yeah. them because, you know, unfortunately the Italians just came up with the album that's of the right. off the bat. So that's right. That's right. But again, like, these Americans still can write some decent-ass thrash. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I would be more convinced to see that lineup, although Slayer for us, we've seen them a bunch of times anyway. So seeing Testament live would be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, and yeah. we can finally ask him in person when that Dragon Lord album's yeah, coming reckon. out. Yeah, I Seriously, we'll hold, oh, him, we'll hold him this room. Like, we'll just like ball and gag him until he like, releases it. Yeah, the guitarist, obviously, from Eric Peterson from Testament has written one of the best death metal albums, black death metal albums of all time with Dragon Lord Rapture being the album. We did a podcast on this. That album is the bee's knees. It's awesome. And it deserves to be on everyone's list. And again, yeah. you know, can't buy that CD in stores, but you can definitely download it illegally. Well, and Internet still works. Yeah, apparently the new album was supposed to come out like last year and it was recorded two years ago. And uh, so just just release it. Just just release it. 
The faceless Danny, uh, Michael King. I'm a recovering drug addict. He said, I obviously was in a pretty dark place when writing the lyrics. I'm a recovering drug addict and a lot of the lyrics about drugs and I had a few rough years. It was a very cathartic process, he thinks. I can't believe it, Danny. One of the guys from The Faceless can afford money for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you like, didn't say how what do you do it? <laughs> hey, he didn't say what type of drugs. Oh, it's true. Caffeine's a drug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, Texas are drugs. Oh, you, could, go, a drug. you could be having Panadol. You could have Panadol's a really a serious headache. And instead of doing the right thing, like going to a hospital, he's like, I'm but, just going to get addicted to cocaine. He, he did the right thing. When he was in torment and pain, addicted to drugs, that's when he wrote the lyrics. And he would have probably written some fantastic lyrics. Yeah, I reckon the face is now going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so just like change it. Where, yeah, they become more like, like, Spiritual goes no. We have the face with the name, yeah. and like let's well, all do. What is it going to be so heavy for, man? Like, I've found peace in myself. Yeah. Like yeah, peace sucks, man. Look what happened to Mercenary. All of a sudden, they found <laughs> happiness, and they're at some of the worst albums they've yeah, ever done. Like Devin Townsend, stop, man. Get oh, angry again, Devin. Yeah. Re- realize like that you can be in a dark place your whole life. I mean, sure, you're going to have kidney failure from all the alcohol, or you know, your nostrils will burn up from the cocaine, but. Think about how happy we'll be for reviewing your great album. And that's really what people are listening to our show for, right? Well, that's what all artists, like you know, Van Gogh's and stuff, they don't care how tormented they were. They just want you to make great paintings. Yes. So they buy them for like a dollar, wait for you to die, and send for $10,000. $10,000, Dan. You could buy a lot of non-existent CDs for $10,000. You could buy zero. You could go to the faceless guy and you buy a lot of drugs for $10,000. No, but I've got the $10,000. He's, oh, yeah. he's got no money. Yeah, he's got no money. That's he's right, because no he's taking drugs. He That's could have right. the $10,000, but he decided not to. Which are $10,000 of what's in this bag? The bag, the bag. <laughs> All right, guys. We're Don't gonna, do drugs. We're going to finish it off with one more news story, Danny. I'm thinking like feeling about talking about... Yeah, we've got the new Foo Fighters story or we've got the uh, Metallica's manager story. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I go Foo Fighters because we've talked about Metallica enough. Yeah, let's do it for Foo Fighters. Okay, so the Foo Fighters have a list at the latest New Zealand uh, concert. And this list is about not bringing certain things, banned substances, banned things from their concert. Now, this is kind of like a rebuttal to some of the other things that have been happening because a lot of people have been banning, like uh, the uh, the tall guy, Maynard Keating, whatever. He was saying it would... Um, no cameras. At Perfect Circle? No cameras, No right? cameras. And obviously, these guys are finding that pretty frivolous. So, obviously, trusting our friends at Free Fighters, Dave Grohl and the likes, they decide to have a list, Danny. Yeah. And on the list, it's pretty much just stuff like um, No Shania Twain CDs. Yeah, I don't understand what the hell deal with that is. Like, do you, oh. do you throw them at him? It's like, <laughs> the reflection quality of, the, of her face, like, distracts you. Like, well, that's Shania Twain. Yeah, do you shit. have a lot of, like, pop princesses that come into your thing, realize it's bad, and then put their CD player on it, and then just listen to it? Like, yeah. you know, that's just that's just crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. What yeah. about, um, I don't know, what were some other things that kind of remember? Yeah. No. One was No Scythes. No Scythes. So, unfortunately, the Children of Boda mascot and the new uh, Black Lab Society mascot, a.k.a. Death, is not oh. allowed at Foo Fighters. So. so so they're racist now as well. Well Do you think it's Dora Dora's right, man? Men and women yeah. must fight against Foo Fighters. Yeah. It's really shit, man. I mean like Death's just doing his job and you're banning him. That's that's a bigotry. That's that's not allowed. Yeah. Nothing nothing on that thing about bigotry is there, Foo Fighters. What is if the guy there is like, you know, they, they play out in a field once and like, you know, like a thing and the guy's up there is like cropping up some corn, you know, trying to feed the villagers, and Foo Fighters are there saying, you know what? None of that. Bang. Yeah. This is what I found. We get a suicide, you know what I mean? Or he goes to drugs, runs to the guy from Faceless. They write a great album together. Mm. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, no food fighters. Yeah, Yeah, no, I guess no. Was it Amish people allow you? Like, saying the farmers? That's terrible. 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 That's all right. We still love you, food fighters. Anyway, look, 
We're going to move on to our feature presentation now. So let's move on to podcast question this week. Podcast question of the week. Which metalhead deserves their own special holiday and what day? Danny, Cliff Burton got his own holiday, right? His hometown acknowledged his brilliance. Oh, obviously they have. And they decided, you know what? We're going to make a public holiday to remember him. Uh, it is in his hometown, um, Almadia County, I think it is. It's the 10th of February. We need to talk about other things now. Obviously, they've got him sorted out and he deserves it. You know, he was obviously the most important member of Metallica to this day. And uh, without it, they wouldn't have the first four albums. And to be honest, the ones that really people care about. I mean, yeah, sure, the Black Album happened, but, you know, that's kind of like the residual effects of four awesome albums, right? That yeah. leftover awesome. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. So, Danny, first of all, God needs a holiday, right? We must celebrate the and the coming of Jesus Christ, but not necessarily the Christmas Day, or we could rename it. And I'm talking about the one and only Ronnie James Dio. I think he deserves a public holiday. Yeah, if anyone in metal deserves a day, it's the guy who can't help create heavy metal. Yeah, like, you say him and Tony Iommi, they're like the two days. Yeah. So you got to give something to Dio. I don't know. You got to give something. Maybe the sixth of June, because that's the sixth of the six, and then that's no. Nah, it's more for the Satan. I'm thinking like if, no, if political ooh. correctness works, right, and mm. then we have to then they wash away all essence of Christianity from our tongue-tied lips. Maybe we could do it on the 25th of December, so we can still have the day <laughs> off. And just imagine the awesome and presents you get, like, Hall of the... No, what were some great songs? I'm thinking, like, what about Holy Diver record? You're getting that every year. Yeah, you you know? Kill um, the King, so you get a chessboard. King. Oh, my God. <laughs> it has to be a theme from a Ronnie James Dio record, whether it be from yeah. his own thing, from Rainbow, from Elf, you know, for all this. Wow, you get Elf. Well, that actually makes sense. Elf on Christmas. So Elf wow. on a shelf, man. Elf that on a shelf. Good. Ronnie James, baby Ronnie James Dio, put him on the shelf everywhere over the Christmas So, so we covered. We got him covered. But like you said, if we're going to have the highest of the high, we're going to have the, our Lord and Saviour then we must have the lowest of the low. Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne, he gets, I think, June 6th of the 6th. The guy has evaded death for the last 20 years. Oh, amazing. And I think Sharon Osbourne is to blame. I think now um, Sharon Osbourne's Frankenstein yeah. and Ozzy uh-huh. is Frankenstein's monster because yeah. the amount of drugs that he's had, he should have been dead a long time ago. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, that's, that's quite impressive. So, it's just like sustaining life as he has done. Yeah. He deserves a day yeah. for himself. So his birthday, his day should be the 6th of 6th and it has to be in the year 6,666. So we won't be alive to see his actual day commemorated by our people, but I think that they should do it on that day. He only gets one day, that's it. Yeah, no, he gets one day. Just well, one day. we can celebrate yeah. it in the 6th of the 6th every year, but look how metal it would be if we did it in the 6th of the 6th, 6666, provided there isn't someone more mm. death-defying than him and more interesting. Well, it's hard. He helped create it. Well, Tony Yomi pretty much was the one who helped create it. So oh, he should yeah. Really, yeah. Maybe they can join it. Maybe they can share that. Look day. at the awesome songs he wrote with both Ronnie James Dio. And that. So he's actually worked with Satan and and and, and God. That's actually yeah. pretty... And he got them both to work. both And all records... or well, not all records, but he got to manage to play, get great songs out of both of... Uh, yeah, both the yeah. Holy Divinities, I guess. Yeah. I think in Australia, we, we probably have to like give... ACDC a day because you know make it Australia public holiday for us for the ACDC could and him, yeah could you give him a day yeah could you give him a month yeah yeah August because in Australia especially here in South Australia we have no holidays from like June until like yeah. October and it's, it's a nightmare so yeah. we need something to fall in August yeah and not a lot of people know this but the A in ACDC actually stands for August oh that's true yeah it stands for August so there you yeah. go and it's so. kind of like ACDC is good because it's like jobs and stuff so jobs and growth the, the liberals love them so yeah. they should be putting them straight on the thing right yeah so August creates uh, domestic cleaners that's what ACDC stands for and so Amazing. that's that's the day we should all celebrate 
And thank you very much. Yeah, March is really top heavy. Like in retail, we get like the whole week off because, like, you know, yeah, the Easter thing. The guy yeah, died yeah, yeah. two thousand years ago, and we're still like getting over it with, uh, you know, a couple of days off from work. And hey, I'm cool with that. Uh, I think, yeah, I think more dead celebrities need to die at that magnitude. You know, uh, yeah. obviously his spiritual powers gave him certain abilities to have more days off. I guess you know, rather than the queen. Yeah. Is there like a maybe there's like there's gonna be like one or two musicians who've like pretty much technically died but been resurrected on like the operating table. Whoever those are, we gotta give them like weekends as well, man. You know. Yeah, true yeah. that. So we've gotten like pretty much the highest and the low. What about some other people? Like maybe we could do. Who are some of the biggest other names to you? Now I'd like to think I main this, but I just can't get this. <laughs> you know, I really have to do it. You know. Yeah. I mean, you give Richie Blackmore a day. You know what? He's very underrated. You know, and this is the thing: him and guys like uh, Robert Plant and stuff like that, or Jimmy Page. I mean, you know, you still realize these guys are alive, but mm. they just don't want to get back to. Well, now that Richie Blackmore's coming back. You know, you can't get a day there because he's not dead yet. So we can't give it to these guys, you know, because they're still alive. I thought they were dead because they weren't doing much, but they're not. So Yeah, if, if you have Richie Blackmore Day, happy like 18th, the day like 18th some month because 18th century green sleeves. So yeah. give him the 18th of, again, what's what? July. We don't have a day off in July yet. So give him July, it'd be good. Yeah. Apparently, we can't give Dimebag Day. Apparently, Dimebag already has a day, according to Kai Elliott. I should probably research that. Oh, yeah. But I didn't. So, Dimebag has to go for you, got Dimebag. Yeah. Um, not, not you, Phil. Unlucky, Phil. Yeah, no. Alexander, because like you said, he was the guy who was writing it. He's pulling all the strings. He's doing all the hard work. And all you needed was someone just to go out there and yell about how he doesn't like politics or people that talk about politics. Talk or, about some gates and cemeteries as well. Yeah, gates. Some weird, weird things like that. Yeah. Very, very strange, Danny. Um, a lot of my people are still alive that I really like now at the moment. So, it's a bit harder for me. I would always think that someone like Michael Jackson would be great, but he's not exactly metal. Not he, really. He deserves it a little bit, but having like a metal songish, nah, it's impressive rock. We can't nah. really give it to him. Nah. Anyone else coming to mind, Danny? Oh, look, you have all the classics, you know, like Lemmy's one, Rob Halford's one as well. Rob Halford died? Oh, no, he isn't dead, but I'm oh. saying he probably could have a day. Why oh, can't yeah. have a day when they're alive? What's the deal with them having to be oh, dead? Oh, well, because you know that Cliff Burton died. So, you know, the most important thing is when someone dies, you can remember them. And you can be a little like, sorry, and remember. Because when people die, they really remember the really good things. The only person that hasn't got that happen to him is pretty much Hitler. He did a lot of bad. <laughs> because you imagine there's somebody, some like massive like Germans out there who are like, you know, like he did a lot of bad things, but man, that Volkswagen Beetle, man. Yeah, like, you know, right. like I'm getting around conveniently and in a small car that's making my balls hurt. So, how you were driving? <laughs> you, 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 you don't sit on the manual stick, man. That's, that goes to the side. You sit in the chair. Just like it's like for me, I'm a bit taller, so you have to like push things up, and it's like oh, I'm all yeah. legs and curse my fucking parents. But um, but I guess the other point as well is like, what is the point of these days though? Like Cliff Burden Day is the fifth of tenth of February, but what does it actually mean? Like, do you get a day off? Do you only play Metallic on the radio? Yeah. Do you yeah. get a, Do you get like a thousand dollars if your name's? Yeah, like curly long brown hair. He wore a black shirt and jeans. I think like if you play a bass, they give you free car parking at like the cinemas. Yeah. I don't, what does it get you? I yeah. Don't know. Is it just a token thing? Like yeah, good on you, Cliff Burton. So instead of like celebrating more celebrities, we should just make the ones who died and have a holiday even better. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know what I'm saying, but I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is the pinnacle of Super Mario Brothers. Think, I don't we think don't know yeah, what we're saying, right. but, le- but you're listening to us anyway. But I don't think they know what they're saying. It's like, oh, we give a day, but why? Ah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a day. What do you want? I don't know. Can, yeah. I, have, can I have some money? Well, I think for me, though, uh, World Dane will have his own... Um, the passing of uh, our great man, I think it was three weeks ago now, definitely he'll be one... That day for me will be one that every year that day I will be playing them more songs so I guess in a sense you know I'll be remembering that so for me yeah there is a day for, for World Dane and when Jeff Lumis dies I guess listen to it twice a year but then again I'll probably listen to it every week anyway because it is never more obviously 
I guess that's a good point of the story. It's like, you know, you don't need a day to remember someone or do something special. If you really love their music, every time you play their music, you remember them and that's really sweet, man. I really, oh, really I didn't glad. expect to get. We're saying all these jokes, yeah. and then we're like, you know what, guys? We can be sensitive and sweet as well. Is that is that is that, is that sweat? Is that tears? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Ah, oh, it's sweat, man, dude. It has been hot as hell in Adelaide. Now we've gotten past the forty-four degree weather, and now it's thirty-five degrees, muggy and raining. It's just disgusting. Yeah, we need a day for like. Yeah, imagine like off. a black metal record that came to life and it was on fire. It'd be like. Adelaide weather. Yeah, could someone like famous celebrity make a day for tomorrow? So that's gonna work. That'd be sweet. Yeah, someone that dies is really important. I don't care. And if no one that we know dies, just, just kill someone. And you know, like James Hetfield or something. And then people would care, and <laughs> we'd have a day off. You know, just imagine how many days off we would have if Metallica would like to kill croak. If yeah. they do die tomorrow, do not like it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, that's... I just kind of feel like I just can't do. It. I don't yeah. want that James to die. All right, just relax. I'm just saying that if he were to, we might get a careful couple of days man. Special bars and talk bad about you. <laughs> We've got this guy like an Adelaide telling celebrities they want to die, man. What's going on? Donald Trump. Whatever the second thing he said. Axel Rose. Axel Rose. It's my brother, Matt. That's, um, yeah, Mate, that's, that's our list. Oh, I didn't think it was terrible now. Boo. Anyway. Uh, look, we uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks, Kyelia, and uh, all those guys who got involved. We wanted to move on, though, to our CD feature this week. So let's talk about the latest album we are reviewing this week. Hum's Way is the band we are talking about. Post Human is the album. Danny... I've knew nothing about this band before this to the record. It's not very old though. It came out. People are seeming to like it. Um, we are early in the year, and you know we talked about how hard it is to find albums uh, right now. But um, you know we thought we'll try something different, and this is different. Yeah, exactly. Right. I actually put the uh, left headphone in my right ear and the right headphone in my left ear. So yeah, I'm trying to change over a bit, like you say, man. Change to make it different. But this uh, this is a new album. You're right, new band, etc. All that good stuff. And yep. actually, the first thing I want to say off the bat is that the uh, album's called Post Human, but they didn't use like you just expect it to be like an industrial cover yeah. or machinery based cover. And the front cover is like a guy's hair with a big hole blown out of it. It's all like weird, colorful stuff where his yeah, like the thing from The Simpsons where like you Lisa brings in that uh, quotes that thing, you know, and it's all like showing. Oh, but yeah. everyone on the bus has the exact same thing. Yeah, that um, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. The band, though, a little bit about them. American hardcore punk bands when they started from Chicago, Illinois, to you know, the hometown where the Bulls um, at the time with you know, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. They were good times, man. Um, band started as a side project but ended up becoming more serious. This is straight, taken straight from Wikipedia, so don't worry about it, oh, guys. I thought, you, I thought you asked them personally, Matt. Oh, Three okay. albums, Fruturia albums, Reality Approaches, Isolation, and Russ was before this one. This is the fourth one we're talking about right now. Um, this is an interesting little quote. I thought I'd take this one out. Uh, according to the drummer Chris Mills, uh, songs went from making fun, like beating up frat boys and stuff like that, to a more darker and more of a death metal direction. Death metal is an interesting way to put it. And here we are with the fourth album. They've done some touring with guys like Black Dali Murder and a band we reviewed called Code Orange. Ah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So it does actually, now that we think about it, because we did review this album. So let's talk about it, Danny. Um, just want to go through the whole thing. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's a short album. Yeah. It's only uh, 34 minutes long and twer- 10 songs. Start contrast from last week, it was 75 minutes of uh, diatribe. But this here, on the other hand, it's in small bites. It's each good. track pretty much stays as long as it needs to. It's yeah. a hardcore punk album. They have a disdain for humanity and but not too much where it's disdain for their own songwriting like Kurt Orange for example these guys yeah. have a hardcore punk edge but at least they have respect for a song to a degree 
Yeah, and that's right. They actually have some sort of structure, which is always a good thing when you want to hear a song. Oh, I don't okay. like hearing jarring and sporadic Yeah, halfway noise. through a kick-ass riff, and it's like, you know what? We're just going to cut it off there. You've had yeah, enough. It's just like yeah. you're eating the world's best steak, right? You're having a great time enjoying it, and halfway through it, someone takes it from you. It's like, no, you've yeah. finished eating it now, but I'm, I'm still hungry. And like, no, you're not. Yeah, and they give you tomato soup, but like, this is not even the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, just imagine that, you know? So, But enough about our bad childhood. We have to talk yeah, about that right now. Yeah, I remember that. But let's talk about things that we did like about the album. I did like uh, that some of the newer metal kind of vibes like the second half of the album particularly had some more concentrated like sepultura grooves almost you know like the uh, unreality for instance of the intro and uh, i think dissect me with that sepultura drumming thing even it got like gojira like verse as well you know there's a couple of things going on uh definitely one of my favorite songs off the album but it's also got some of that classic you know punk vibe with songs like um uh the uh becoming machine you know Last Man, you know, that kind of stuff where it's more traditional, fast and punk and that. But they do some covers, Danny. Yeah, no, definitely. A lot of a lot of variation going. Even the short songs, the only average songs about three to three and a half minutes in. Yeah. And a lot of variety in the album. Like the first two songs are pretty hard and fast and thrashy. Yeah. Nice good groove sections in it. But then also they change up. They've got a couple of breakdowns, what you expect in the hardcore some, band. Some electronic stuff in track two, for example. Yeah, all that type of stuff. So they really, and they really like changing up the like the strumming style of guitar and the bends, etc., to give yeah. it a bit of a groove. Like Last Man has like a 3-4 groove and then it goes to like a 2-4-1 four, four, bar. It's like clever stuff like that, which not many uh, hardcore punk bands would instantly kind of move towards i'd imagine you know it's, it's just kind of like little nuts of gold like that yeah but uh one of the things that i found a bit odd like at the ending of track two is like sometimes how the end songs aren't really great like nah, yeah yeah even track one a track one it comes back to the the main chorus but doesn't finish the chorus and it just stops yeah that's weird and then track two just cuts to a weird like did Obituary do the yeah. same thing last year or something? I remember a band that was like the same thing where it's like, I think it was them. No, it but we've not. had this problem before with certain bands where it's like the ending isn't classified like an ending in itself. They don't get respect for that. It's like, here's what you heard before in the song, end. You know? Yeah. And it's like, oh. It could have been Code Orange. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, it, it's funny because even though some of the endings weren't great, this, the album still had like a flow to it, which was quite good. Yeah, they did. So you have like the fast, the first two songs are quite fast and heavy, etc. a bit of grooves and some breakdowns, blah, blah. But then track three comes and it's more of a like a methodic like more of a death metal when they were talking about yeah. death metal it'd be the closest thing to a death metal track off this album but you're right it's still much more ingrained in that hardcore edge yeah but at least it's good but at least they like break it up when they needed it because if you just go on another third song it's just fast and heavy it's like, they'll become a bit drowning so it's good to see they actually break it up with this uh, slower song and at the end again it slows down a bit more to the end make a bit more sludgy but yeah I found like um yeah, the last, when it cuts off after track five to track six onwards, apart from that industrial metal track with track nine, which is just an interesting choice of albums yeah, to put there, it's, it's maybe like, oh, like we're pretty arty, like look how weird we are with our, um, you know, industrial metal ripoffs, you know, like yeah, Nine Nails sort of thing, yeah. I guess, but. Track four is slow, I love that as well, that Temptation song. Like yeah, the first... because it only hammers into a little bit, it doesn't really go, this one, yeah. track nine's full oh, on, yeah, like, there, just yeah. like the drums the whole time, you know. But he sounds like a bit like Negrow in it, man. It sounds like death metal vocals, if anything, mm. you know? Yeah, no, you're right. He has that, that growl pretty much consistent throughout. There's only some songs like track 10, I think maybe track 8, where they kind of lay it with a bit of a scream at times. Yeah. So, and it was good. The scream was good. They could have probably used that a bit more throughout. Yeah, it was so. good. No, it was, it was like, it showed that these guys wear a lot of their influences on their sleeve proudly and to a degree, you know. It does feel like for a band that was ingrained in punk, and I think for them it is still... The punk roots are still there, but it really does feel like a hardcore metal album, to be honest. And it's, 
a decent one at that. I found it much more easy to get into than Cold Code Orange, for example, and stuff like that. It was actually uh, a band that's uh, like a Kill Switch album in the sense that uh, I remembered a lot off of it, you know, like the, the chromatic kind of thing, that descending line um, in, uh, I couldn't remember if it was track six, I think it was, or no, so track five, Becoming a Machine, like real like dark and heavy and good stuff like that, or the, you know, the intro with uh, Unreality. Um, so there were things about this album which I did like and some things I didn't, Danny. You did touch on the endings for one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing they could have used a bit more is more industrial sounds. Being a it song, yeah, being an album called Post Human and the song also called Become a Machine, they used, they used a little bit. That's good frame, yeah. Yeah, but you feel like they would have, and they, they did parts of it, they would use some machinery sounds slightly. They used that um, Troy Race Improved. Like the, yeah. They used that only once, I think maybe it was in Become a yeah. Machine. But they, they could have like used that as a repeating theme throughout the songs. Like yeah. I guess it's clever when they use the industrial sounds for like track nine and a bit in track four and having that like drum and bass feel kind of makes that post-human top sound. But I just felt like they could have been a bit more clever with some of their um, layering of like uh, synths and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Um, the thing that I did like about the album, though, before I get into what I didn't, was um, I do like the songs. In it, basically, the intensity there uh, are pretty good, though. They keep to a, a fairly fa- uh, safe formula for themselves. It's a short album, um, so it doesn't. It's not boring. It doesn't come like conceited or like a diatribe where it's this bit someone force feeding your shit, um, which is really really good as well. I found. I even found that the guitars really do sound awesome and very unique. Like you can hear that. And go, that's you know that's a that's a, a harm's way guitar, like a chainsaw. It's just disgusting and really helps with some of those tremolo picking and some of those real breakdowns. Just sounds so much like disgustinger and heavier <laughs> especially when it's like there's diminished chords and some of those weird things it's, it, it fit the tone really well with modern production where yeah. it's not a bad thing modern production I think it does get a, a bad uh, rap for it because having something produced to the best of its capability so you can hear a thing isn't a bad thing necessarily but when you get an album like this it is refreshing to hear an album that doesn't sound exactly like everything else in your CD player yeah that's true uh, yeah but you're right the guitars there is quite a Good variety with the guitars. Like yeah, it is it? Yeah, you know, you'll see like a little lick chucked in there. Or like sometimes it'd be staccato playing, tremolo picking. Uh, you might have triplets chucked in there. So again, depending how they want to change the rhythm, they'll either end with bends or then change the staccato. It's just to like make a bit more of a groove. And again, drumming helps out. Drumming does what it needs to do to help change it up a bit. Yeah. Which is good because it gives variety. It's a unique taste. And I think that's where the young kids are coming up where it's like we had this gent thing going on. I feel like now it feels like a return to rawness, you know, which I actually can appreciate a little bit. I think metal to one point was becoming to the point where certain notes were getting cut off and put on and, and dialed so meticulously that it became, uh, it became less about musician. And here it's like, there's no, there's no hiding where these guys are playing exactly what they're playing. And it's like, it's raw. It's, it's gritty. Um, the song is great. Although for me, um, it's a fine record, I think. I think it's more of a mood setter, but um, I think that's all it is. I think for, for the better or worse, it's a fine album. It's something different. It doesn't go too long, but like you said, there's just a little bit holding it back from being a truly... It's not truly aggressive to a sense, and like you said, it's not post-human. It's like it felt like they were teasing in a few ideas, but they're not locked into what uh, the band is quite yet, but they're evolving a sound, I think, and that's important. They are pushing boundaries, so... How do you review this album then? Like, where do you put this on your kind of radar? It is tricky. I mean, you're right. It's kind of like if you mix Code Orange with Nails because they do have some really heavy parts at time, but also want to be a bit more creative and put in different elements, which is good. I appreciate it. But it also makes it a bit tricky because it's hard to get a consistent theme throughout because of the different styles. Even though they do kind of blend in well, it still makes it hard to like yeah. make cause a complete album. It's kind of a conceptual album in a way. 
Um, I feel like it is right. It is a, a good one of those good albums. Yeah, like, it's yeah, good there's album. nothing, not much wrong with it. Nothing, yeah. but there's nothing ultra fantastic about it. Like, there's nothing where I want to play a song again. Type. Yeah, attitude. the problem is I find with it is that nothing was memorable to the point of being like truly awesome, and that's the thing. Like the the melodies obviously weren't there, so that kind yeah, of truly awesome. Definitely. The grooves weren't. 100% locked in from being great awesome where it's like oh tearing your roof off all the time um, but there were so many ideas thrown in there that I was like enjoying to hearing what was going to happen next but yeah just an album that um, I didn't feel compelled to listen again like once I listened to it and played it I kind of stuck with me for a bit and I'm like you know um, it was kind of nasty it was it's a bit of aggression get out but when I come to think about these kind of bands I always think like well I can listen to Nails or I can listen to something else um, if I want you to start the hardcore punk I guess uh, it's that kind of style for us, yeah. But we are Super Metal Brothers, and for me, if it was more metal, maybe it would resonate with me harder. I don't know. But it is a, I have to recommend it. It actually mm. is something different I've ever heard of. It, it has some engaging moments and, and uh, some enjoying... And I did enjoy it. I don't. Yeah. I can't rip this album to pieces because the, the minor nitpicks in it, it's like, you know, it's good, but it just wasn't quite for the sections that where we, we really get into metal and what, what, what really resonates with us. And if you're familiar with the show, you'd know exactly what works for us, you know, riffs... You know, people, so, people named Loomis. People named Loomis, yes. <laughs> or Shred. Alan or Romeo. Yeah, exactly. Just people with a lot of power and conviction to their stuff. Yeah. And the guys, I feel like with an evolving sound, you know, they, to their market, I'm sure they, they're awesome and they deserve to be up there. Um, yeah, not quite for us this album yet, but on our radar for sure. Yeah, it could be that. It could be like a stylistic thing. So if yeah. you love that style or that genre or that type of song structure, you it, dig it. The problem I find is that the songs, like you said, it's really about creating something nasty. But for me, I'm always about being a story in a sense. Like if you're going to tell something disgusting, like I said, post-human and the cover art was so... Again, like I see it and I hear that and I want to be pulled into that world. But hearing that wasn't that. And I think for me, it was like you said, they teased a little bit of it. Having a bit more electronic, maybe coming betraying the martyrs style like that yeah, much yeah. would have been a little bit more refreshing to get away from that, even more from the hardcore punk thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was all right. Yeah, no, I agree. And in the words of Harm's Way, gas the earth, suffocate by our hand at this rate. You know what? That actually sounded pretty cool. Thanks, man. It's all about delivery. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with the metal records. I never really... And maybe I should... Because whenever I see people reviewing albums, they always talk about what they sing about. But I really don't care what they sing about unless... Yeah, you're a guitarist. Or they... A, uh, oh, well, thanks, thanks. Oh, you're the guitarist. Oh, wow. Way to put me in a box, man. <laughs> I'll just sit there with my uh, awesome sweet picking and my like uh, yeah, virginity because yeah. what else are we going to do with that spare yeah, time? Yeah, you need that. Yeah. Um, but like, it's more important how they sing it and where they put the notes and stuff yes. like that, you know? So when I hear stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, he's singing all the right things yeah. in the right places. But um, like I said, like when he does track nine, like why can't you do that more in the album? You know, I had a similar feel going through and I wasn't really into that as much as that. But hey, look, hey, courses for courses and we talked about that already. But with that, Danny, we're at the end of the show. So I'm just saying that right now, it's been a blast. We've had a great one today. Um, if I don't see Sam myself. But uh, what do you think, Danny? I think uh, we should trend hashtag uh, Super Metal Brothers Day. Yeah, I so think we should. Uh, we, one those days. You know what? We need a day off. We need people to kind of throw us gifts and um, <laughs> their, their luscious daughters that they need to be de-virginized because like what dad doesn't want to see their daughter grow up, right? <laughs> am, I, am I right? Hey, you got to do it sometime, you know? I know, I know. But uh, with that into the show, I think right now, they're being in February, we know we're going to get some great CDs. If you guys want us to review an album or talk about a new story, head over to Super Metal Brothers, our page on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Super Metal Bro. And just leave us a like and a comment or something like that. And uh, yeah, we just got to 
hear the next band that comes out, if you guys want to talk about it or Metallica's doing something you don't like or whatever, or you find out about Dragonlord or releasing that CD, <laughs> yes. please feel free please. to let us know because we are going to review the shit out of it. With Jimmy Borgie coming out, we've got some other albums like that coming out, which is two too, but um, yeah. Yeah, so that's great. Huh? Have a good weekend, bro. All right, guys, I've been Super Metal Brother Matt. And I've been Super Metal Brother. Yeah. We are the Super Metal Brothers. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll just catch you next week.